Welcome to Man Fully Alive Podcast. My name is Mike with a mic, and next to me is Deacon Nick. And I have to say, that was, that was a nice little intro. I, I like it. I was feeling the rhythm. It's all good. God, love it. Love it. <laughs> and uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about kind of a, a multitude of things. And, you know, if you're, if you're sitting at work or if you're, if you're sitting at home and you're doing something, today we're going to talk about one of the greatest fruits out there because it gave us wine. We're going to talk about some grapes. <laughs> That's right. That's right. The good vine. Oh, the true gosh. Vine. It is the fifth Sunday of Easter, and let us begin in a prayer. Good. Um, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Almighty God, grant to us perfect knowledge of your Son, Jesus Christ, as, as the way and the truth and the life, as the good shepherd that we learned about last week as, as the vine grower this week, as, as a good father, that we may faithfully follow his steps in the way that leads to eternal life. Help us to follow him, Lord. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, Amen. Son, Holy Amen. Spirit. Amen. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Last week's gospel, we talked about uh, Jesus is the good shepherd, right? Yeah. yeah. And we are his sheep, right? And that he has... He has other flocks, right? When he's addressing this one, he's addressing the Jewish people, right? And he says, I have flocks. I have sheep that belong to other flocks that don't belong to this one, yeah. right? That will follow and become, and all will become one flock, right? Right. Which, you know, we. I, I'm a Gentile. Right, me too. So are you, right? Yeah. Non-Jews, right? And, uh, but in that prayer that you said, so perfect a knowledge of your son, Jesus Christ, that we can know you as the way, the truth, the life, the good shepherd, the vine grower, and and the one I like the most, which was the good father. The Man, good father. because I think every guy, every guy, if he is honest with himself, he wants that perfect dad, right? He oh, wants yeah. that guy that he can look up to and have ultimate faith and trust in that he's going to do the right thing and he's always going to make me the best I can be, right? Yeah. And, yeah. When I'm down and when I'm hurt, he's gonna know the right words to say to lift me up. And and when I'm and when I'm up and high in the sky, you know, he he brings me back down and says, you know, don't don't this this is just a, a good moment, you know. Mm-hmm. Remember how this makes you feel, but know that this is this is temporary. This is gonna pass. So don't let this pull you down into the dumps after this high ends, right? Right, right. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I get the title Good Father. Sometimes that's the the alternate title of the story of the prodigal son. Prodigal son is also the story of the good father. And so, um, yeah, I love that title. And I think you're right. Everybody, everybody, especially every man, really desires this of their father. And I think it's true to say that even those who believe themselves to have a good father still have some anxiety about this because fatherhood is tough. Oh, man. That's a little too real. <laughs> the, uh, well, and I think it goes to our challenge pretty yeah, well. Yeah, so, so the challenge last week was to evaluate the different roles in our life that we have said yes to, that we have taken the commission of, I'm going to be X. Maybe that's, I'm a painter. Maybe that's, I'm, uh, uh, you know, a salesman. Maybe that means I'm, I'm a, you know, just, just a dad, right? 
right? This is a yes that I've said in my life. I'm, I'm married. I have, you know, three kids now. This is a yes that I've said. And so we needed to evaluate over the last week whether we were acting in the capacity of the good shepherd mm-hmm. or if we were just purely a, a hired hand, hired, right? Yeah. And the hired hand is the one that runs <clears throat> the second he sees a wolf. And so the wolves that I was looking for were not the wolves that I found last week. Oh, yeah. Right? The, in the image in my head. I was going to find some really awesome wolves that I was going to slay, <laughs> right? Because I always blow stuff up in my brain. Awesome wolves. Gonna go. Yeah, these are going to be awesome <laughs> wolves I was going to slay. I was going to slay the big bad wolf. And yeah. Emily, my girl, she just loves stories about the big bad wolf. Oh. Just this is this is the the villain that she wants to understand and conquer, right? She's, nice. she's Little Red Riding Hood, and this is the big bad wolf. Like, she wa- she wants stories about the big bad wolf. So... The big bad wolf that I thought I was going to find ended up being my phone. It was my smartphone. Oh, yeah. So the thing that was preventing me, right, mm-hmm. the wolf in the pasture that was making me run for the hills, right, and just function as a hired hand, somebody that didn't care, was my phone. It was getting in the way uh, of me actually becoming a present dad to my kids and a present husband to my spouse. I was playing this stupid little strategy game on my phone, and you can name any of them out there, right? Everybody has some sort of pastime that exists on their smartphone, and it takes them out of presence with the people that they are around, right? Yeah. And (laughs) man, I was just, I was spending so much stupid time on something that was so insignificant, like, oh, I got a high score. What does that do for my life? <laughs> a high score, a new a new character on this thing, right. a, new, a new achievement that is absolutely meaningless. Hey, guess what? You're now level 11. Congratulations. You get absolutely nothing, nothing. for that. Nothing yeah. for that. Yeah, I just want you to know that doesn't translate to anything of serious accomplishment wow. in your real life. Wow, Mike, that is a perfect example. I had the same experience because I thought... Well, I thought, well, gosh, the wolves of my life are going to be the ways in which I need to come to the defense of, of a program or an idea or something at work or somehow it was going to become, you know, the way in which I protect and, and serve my family. And it, it actually did end up being something about serving my family, but not what I expected. You know, small, much smaller wolf than I was anticipating. And I, yeah. and I was reflecting and I thought, my goodness. What I really need to grow in is patience with my daughter. I have said yes to the vocation of fatherhood in my daughter. She's 11 years old, and um, she's, she's very, very good. She's a very good girl. And, and yet I can become irritated or annoyed or, or expect so much of her, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, we were reflecting earlier, and you said, you know, sometimes we have plans for our children and what's so funny is we forget, oh, wait, I haven't shared those plans with them yet. Yeah, this is, this is an unannounced, invisible expectation that right. is concreted into my brain that they're just supposed to absorb by osmosis yeah. and meet well. <laughs> this expectation, right? Like, I'm totally setting these kids up to failure. And, and the pride that I have already, already motivated into this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, this, this un, unannounced, invisible expectation Man. Yeah, that's exactly where I am. And and so I, you know, I found that the wolf I had to slay was 
my own need for growth and patience with my daughter because she's going to get there. As I mentioned, she, she's really great, um, but she's young and she's going to learn at her own pace. And I think mm-hmm. uh, me expecting her to be so great at, at, <laughs> at satisfying my own discomfort or annoyances is ridiculous, especially when um, she's growing into her future uh, virtue and f- future at her own rate, and she's going to do great at it. Yeah. Um, well, I, and I, I just I, need to guide her. I caught myself, I, and you know, I'm, I'm, I didn't even think of this as one of the wolves that I was struggling with, but it is. You know, that was moving me more towards that hired hand and less the good shepherd. I oftentimes overlook my the fact that my children haven't learned certain skills yet. I have a four-year-old daughter, I have a two-year-old son, and I have a zero-year-old, right? And my four and my two-year-old, they're still learning how to clean up after themselves, right? Mm. Like, my four-year-old should know better than my two-year-old, but frankly, he drags her down and she lifts him up, right? (laughs) So they're they're, it's like having two three-year-olds, right? But both equally kind of non-competent to some of the things, like I said, because I haven't announced those expectations. Right. Other than telling them three times, clean that room. Right. And if I'm three years old, four years old, you know. What does that mean? Well, yeah. yeah. Um, I pushed everything into a corner. That's clean, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I, you, can, you can see all the floor. Uh, but you're like, what? <laughs> it's, That's a great it's, example. It's hard, it's hard to amount. It's hard to amount to anything if I've set the bar higher than they're capable of reaching. Sure. And I think oftentimes we do that for ourselves. Oh, yeah. You know? And and today we're going to be talking about bearing fruit in the places where you grow, right? And it's it's really hard to continue to bear fruit if you honestly, constantly feel like your contribution or where you've said yes to these roles is never doing enough. Yeah, yeah. And that's a that's a lonely place to be. Well, and that's a great segue. In fact, we should that that's right in line with our gospel. So we should probably go ahead and read it. Go go you want to read it? Or you want me to? Uh yeah, go for it. All right. A reading from the Gospel of John. Jesus said to his disciples, "I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower." He takes away every branch in me that does not bear fruit, and every one that does, he prunes so that it bears more fruit. You are already pruned because of the word that I spoke to you. Remain in me as I remain in you, just as a branch cannot bear fruit on its own unless it remains on the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever remains in me and I in him will bear much fruit. Because without me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me will be thrown out like a branch and wither. People will gather them and throw them into a fire and they will be burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask for whatever you want and it will be done for you. By this is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise be Jesus Christ. Amen. Um, this is a wonderful, wonderful gospel. Um, it's, it's one of those 
parables, uh, and, and parables are great. Jesus uses parables because they communicate so well on such a wide variety and a, a wide uh, plane, uh, a, a plane field that we can all sort of <clears throat> find context for. And, um, you know, I think one of the important things about this par- parable in particular is to identify who's who. Um, and I think it's pretty easy for us to see how Jesus is the vine and we are the branches. It, it says so explicitly. Uh, and it also says who the Father is, even though it's towards the beginning of the reading. So sometimes we forget. It says that the Father is the vine grower. Yeah. And so... Uh, Which is one of those roles that I like to take control of, right? Like, no, 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 no. Michael grows Michael. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I grow me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I grow me, you grow you. Let's just play it that way. Oh, yeah. And doesn't, yeah. doesn't our world say that all yeah, the time? Yeah. You, know? you do you, I do me. Yeah, it's relativism cool. at its finest. Oh yeah, and it's and it's it's betraying. It it betrays you because it's so it plays to that pride in you. Right. I do you. I, I do me. You do you. Yeah, yeah, and it allows people to make excuses for themselves that you can justify just about anything that way. Yeah, yeah, um, but here it clearly is. Uh, you, you get it spit in the face of my father is the vine grower. Yeah, not you. He grows it, and and he sends his son to be the vine, the mm-hmm. vine that gives life. Think about an actual vine. If you're looking at it, <clears throat> you know, it doesn't take much imagination to see that if a branch is going to be attached to the vine, it has to receive everything from that vine. The branch doesn't live without the vine. The vine is nutrients, it's water, yeah. it's it's everything. You um, ever notice that the, the largest grapes are the ones that are furthest up the vine? Well, right, yeah. They right. get most of what the vine has to offer. Yeah, yeah, and then the smallest grapes are the ones that are towards the end, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so we have to remain. I, I often ask children, whenever I'm teaching them about first reconciliation, I ask, I re, I'll read this passage and I'll ask them, what word did you hear most often? And especially with second graders, they, they won't get it right away. Mm-hmm. And so I'll read it a little bit differently. And the next thing you know, I'm going like this. I'm saying, remain in me, and I will remain in you. <laughs> and I'll do that four or five times, and after a while, they'll yeah. catch it. They'll yeah. start raising their hands. They go, remain, remain, remain. You're right, you're right. We have to remain with him in order to receive, you know, just like the nutrients and the water that an actual vine gives, the vine, who is Jesus Christ, gives us all grace and love and life and feeds us thoroughly. Yeah. Um, that's why we remain. That's why yeah. we remain. To your point about remaining with Christ. You do not know, and I do not know, the time at which my life is going to bear fruit. Nor does the, nor does the branches off the vine, right? They no. don't know now it's fruit time, right? Yeah. yeah. They don't what have knowledge of it, right? Yeah. Only the external factors of life that, they're, that, is, that is being pruned from them and being pulled from them and all the, the characteristics of life are shaping either the quality of the grape that they will produce, the fruit, right? Or the hardiness or the flavor or the, the consistency, you, you know, all yeah. the different things that, you know, people pay thousands and thousands of dollars for, for wine, you know, millions of dollars in the wine business. Sure. At the, at the, at the very base of it is the grape, right? Yeah. And if you're not bearing <laughs> fruit in your life, then it's probably time to evaluate, are you remaining with Christ, right? Are you actually staying on attached as a branch to the vine, right? And 
there are times where I believe myself to be attached, but if I really analyze what's going on in my life, I've been running it, right? I've, yeah. I've allowed no relinquishing of the control of what was going on in my day to God. Yeah, and, and, and it's an easy falsehood to fall under because yeah. we think, well, gosh, I mean, God has to be giving me everything, so I must be receiving from Him, but then we're making all the decisions. Yeah. Um, when when is it that we've turned to him and said, oh, wait, um, what do you want? Yeah. And uh, I think the thing that I see myself as guilty of more frequently is I think I'm going to determine the fruit I will breathe. Oh. Right? Oh. I'm going to do this good act. <laughs> Preach it, brother. I'm going right. to be the one that makes my wife happy today. Right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be me. And I'm going to control the fruit that my kids are going to be really happy with this. And my wife's going to be really happy with this. Yeah. And <laughs> and almost every single time, like clockwork, every time I get to that, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, with this kind of fruit at the end of it, I never get the fruit. No, 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 no. Not just do I not get the fruit. I get the exact antithesis of that fruit, right? right. The exact opposite. Everybody, everybody's mad at you. Yes, yeah, everyone. Everyone. And and I truly have no one to blame on that but myself because I took I took all the power away from the one who gave me happiness in the first place, right? Isn't it amazing? And and he's like, Yeah, you can freely have all this power back. Because mm-hmm. you gave it to me freely, right? But I'm never gonna violate the fact that your love and your trust in me is a choice. Yeah. Right? And so yeah. this is all voluntary. Being a Christian is voluntary. Oh, most certainly. Being being a good man, being a happy man is all voluntary. It, it goes back to the idea we talked about just a few weeks ago in terms of Jesus being a gentleman. Yeah. He's not going to force himself upon you. No, not at all. He's only going to invite. Mm. Love it. Amazing. Amazing. Love it. It, it, it boggles my mind every time I say it, even though I try to say it often because it's so profound to think of the way in which he is so humble as the God of the universe as to yeah. invite us and not demand us. Oh, man. And sometimes you're like, dude, just override my will, right? <laughs> Please. Can, you just, can you just put me out of my misery and just take that free will away for a while and just run this? <laughs> you know, because I'm tired of having to let go, right? I'm tired yeah. of having to, I've got this muscle memory that keeps putting me back in control of it. And I need to, I need to conquer that. Because it's based out of pride, right? The original yeah. sin. And, gosh, it's, it's hard. But so hard. I think the, the, the piece that I'm trying to get to, and I'm, I'm being very long-winded about it, we do not get to pick the type of fruit that we, we render to the world. We don't. I, I don't know what people will gather from this. But it's not my choosing to do so. It's my choosing to put myself in a place where I can be utilized by the Lord. You know, I think of I think of this analogy. I am a I am an instrument in the hands of the master, right? Mm-hmm. And this is the only time where the the tuning of the instrument falls to the instrument itself to keep it in tune, right? Because the more out of tune my strings get when I'm played in the hands of the Lord, the more crappy the music sounds, right? The the worse the the calling, even if I'm calling out the Lord. And, I, and I'm proclaiming the gospel and I'm doing all these things that are just truly like beautiful in my mind. If I haven't united myself to the will of God, and if I haven't connected, kept myself remaining, right? Remaining with the Lord on the vine. Yeah. 
the fruit is bad. Right? It, it can't be good if it's not in line with his will. The music sucks, yeah. right? I'm not just a not a one-hit wonder. I'm, a, I'm an absolute failure on that, right? Yeah. I'm not relinquishing any control because I'm, I'm at a place where I'm just, I'm, I'm doing it for me. Yeah. And, and it sucks to come it to that realization, good. especially when you're in a place where you think, man, I was really doing good, wasn't I? <laughs> hey, wasn't that great what I did, that thing? Did you see me? Didn't you see how good I was doing? <laughs> right, exactly. Don't no. worry, I'll go do it again so you can see my good. Yeah, watch it again. Watch yeah. it again. Look how good we are. And it's funny because we 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 talk about children as if they're as if they're ignorant or something, but you know, we can easily fall into the same trap. We are not always aware of what it is God wants of us. We are not aware of his plan, just like our, our children are not, are not aware of our plan for them. And so we have to be trusting in the Lord um, in order to, to listen closely, in order to follow his will, in order to bear much fruit. Yeah, yeah, which is, I think it's easier to know the will of your earthly parent than it is to know the will of your heavenly father. Right, because one speaks in a language that over time we understand better. But how long do you have to spend with your your mom and your dad before you realize that they have your best interests at heart? Right. <laughs> I was I was like twenty seven. Yeah, I mm, just yeah. a couple of weeks ago, you know, so mid thirties. So yeah, it's it's one of those things where I think I think that I have the capacity to understand God at moments, but only moments when he has allowed me to do so, right? When I have a very clear understanding of not only his role and the ways he's, he's communicating with me, but the only reason I have that understanding on the way he's communicating with me in, in, in all capacities is because I've been listening more, Yeah. right? It's so hard to know what people want from you if you never let them talk. Yeah, well, <laughs> oh gosh, it was an old Jesuit priest who talked to me one time and he said, listen, Nicholas, uh, you know, you have two ears and one mouth. So especially in prayer, you need to listen twice as much as you talk. And I thought, oh, wow, oh, there you go. Help me, <laughs> Jesus. Yes. yes. I, uh, I don't know if I can sit quiet long enough in oh, many prayers. It's hard. Right? So I, I guess I'm, I'm, I, I, I lean into music, you know, I lean into all these places where I actually enjoy listening long enough to hear the word of God, right? I lean into the scriptures. I lean into other podcasts. I, I lean into uh, YouTube has Father Mike Schmitz. Like I yeah. lean into all these different resources because at some point, thank the Lord, one of these is going to reach me. Yeah, yeah. Well, and all of those things are gifts. I mean, it, God was so prolific in scripture, but... Thanks be to God, he, he reaches us through other people as well. And especially in the modern world, he's reaching us through all these different avenues and venues online, it, you know, whatever it is, podcasts, everything else. Yeah. All uh, with the intent of making us fully alive. Yes, all with the intent of making us fully alive. Thank you. And that brings us full circle with, with this gospel reading. You know, it says at the end of the gospel, it says, uh, if you remain in me, my words will remain in you. And so we're, we're looking at this remaining. And then he continues. He says, by this is my father glorified that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. You know, just as you said, our motto is um, the glory of God 
is man fully alive. But today's scriptures tells us that the glory of the Father is bearing much fruit as his disciples. Um, being attentive to God's will in our life and, and hopefully also opening our minds and our hearts, that is necessary in order for us to bear fruit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it sort of reminds me even of St. Augustine's famous sermon. Uh, he says, love and do as you will. I love that phrase because if we are truly loving and, and love sort of being defined as desiring the good of the other, yeah. even when it demands sacrifice on my part, right? So love and do as your will, because if we love as the father has loved, then we're going to do the will of God. We're going to bear much fruit. Yeah. And, and I think it's, it's, I think it's fair to say that living fully alive, and glorifying God by bearing much fruit is saying one and the same thing. Yeah. Because if we are living fully alive, we're going to raise our hearts and minds to God and we're going to bear much fruit. It's it's all the same. I think there's I think there's even a deeper layer though. When we are united with God's will and when we are fully alive, we are overcome with joy and the most attractive version of ourselves comes to life. Yes. Right? The part of ourselves that is magnetic. Wow. That, that has the, the zing. That has it. Right? That quality that, that exists when, within every human person that connects with everyone. Yeah. Right? That cuts to the core of they may not be cooler than me. They may not be smarter than me. And they may not have any of the qualities of what I find really valuable in the people that I choose to surround myself with. They may not have any of them. But at this point, when they are united, when you and I are united with God's will, to the people that are so far removed from us, we are immediately attractive and we are someone that they want to surround themselves with. Because in the world that we live in, there is nothing absolutely nothing that is more attractive than holiness. Yes. Because yes. it's so it's so scarce. It is absolutely missing in the world that we live in. And yes, not only scarce but but truly what we desire. Mm-hmm. Truly. I mean, we we and and I don't think we know that because it's so scarce. We yeah. don't see it uh presented or or done well by many very often. Yeah. I mean, why are we all amazed by Mother Teresa and St. John Paul II? Why are we amazed by these saints? Because, holy cow, they stood up and decided to be holy in the face of our modern culture. Yeah. And they and they huh. and they and it was voluntary. Yeah. And this is this is the important thing that I think if you brought up Mother Teresa, so I'm going to tell a little bit. Okay. She said that she was in a spiritual drought. Yes. Where she did not feel the presence of God for 40 years of the ministry that she did with her life. I mean, it would have taken me 40 minutes of not feeling God's presence for me to fall off the vine. Yeah. Right? 40 seconds. And that's while I was awake, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but 
I, I think it's important to note that there is not always going to be this great sense of purpose in the world, but we need to draw close to the vine and draw close and allow the, the oh gosh, what was the exact word? The vine grower, mm. the father to prune us. Maybe we've lost somebody we love. Maybe we've, maybe we've gone through a tough time. Maybe, gosh, I've had two friends in my own life commit suicide. You've lost a family member. Yeah, my sister. Yeah, you're right. And how do we, how do we turn to and trust in the vine grower and the vine in Jesus Christ that they are leading us and to, to great fruit? To great fruit we haven't seen and can't imagine yet. Yeah. Mm. Despite, God, love despite it. the difficulties of our life. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Could do like 40 push-ups right now. You all jazzed up. <laughs> He's feeling the jazz. <laughs> so let's 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 think on that just for a second. You know, uh I, I was thinking just a bit about how it is that we can take this gospel and really uh, uh give it fruit. I think that's a good word for today. <laughs> Give it fruit in our lives. Like, how yeah. do we take this gospel and, and, and assist it in bearing fruit? And I think the challenge that I really want to give guys today is um, this week, we should focus on, on what is sometimes called prayer of presence. Uh, and this will help us to remain close to Jesus. It's simple. Uh, it's to, a real to, simple thing. To reunite ourselves back to the vine. Whether, that's right. Whether we've fallen off or whether we're just not bearing fruit, right? a way to re- reunite ourselves to Christ. Right. And it consists of, of simply as, you know, as often as you can, every single day, reminding yourself that you are in the presence of Jesus. You are. Especially when you say his name. In fact, I, I said this to you during the break earlier, that uh, when the catechism says that the, when we say Jesus' name, he is present, which is precisely why we don't use the Lord's name in vain, because when we say his name, he's present to us. Yeah. And so... I think an excellent prayer that assists us in this prayer of presence is simply to say the name of Jesus. And he is there with you. He's in front of you, beside you, before you. Um, And in his presence, he is guiding us through the power of his Holy Spirit. Guiding us so that we can live our lives according to his will. And this is precisely what helps us to live fruitful lives. Yeah. So I think that's a great place for us to finish in prayer. Yeah. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty and ever-living God, help us to be faithful to our call to remain with you. Help us to be mindful of your constant presence and guidance in our lives, and help us to be attentive, actually listening to your guidance in our life. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Good luck, guys, on this challenge. I think in a particular way, perhaps more than others, this challenge is really focused in helping us to to grow in God's will, grow in holiness, grow yeah. in fullness. Establish that root system on the vine, right? That's right. Tie ourselves to the Lord. Amen. For Man Fully Alive Podcast, my name is Mike with a mic. And I'm Deacon Nick. Signing off. Have a great week, guys. <laughs>